New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Well, good morning. Uh, For those who uh, like to start their day with our podcast, I'm uh, Ray Moss. I'm one of our pastors at New Vision. Today, we'll be reading and looking at Exodus uh, chapter 14, uh, verses 1 through 14. There may be not a more relevant topic for for us this day than than this thing called fear. It it may be more intense today, but but we realize fear can be present in almost any season or stage of life. It's a topic obviously addressed by our Lord throughout Scripture. But I'll be reading from uh, the ESV today. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel to turn back and encamp in front of Pi-Hareth, between Megdal and the sea, in front of Baal-Zephon, and you shall encamp facing it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the people of Israel, They are wandering in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them, and I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his host. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. And they did so. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants were changed towards the people. And they said, What is this we have done that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariot and took his army with him and took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out defiantly. The Egyptians pursued them, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them encamped at the sea by Pi-Hareth in front of Baal-Zephon. When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes and beheld the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then Moses said, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? In the wilderness, What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what you is this not what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today you shall never see again. Lord Lord, the Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. You know, fear comes to us on many levels. It's it's not always this terrifying, trapped kind of fear, although that, that does push us to a new level. Most of us handle fear when it's in within our circle of influence. In other words, we can have some impact on it. You know, I can be fearful of having a car accident, but, you know, I can wear a seatbelt, I can drive defensively. But fear outside our circle of influence uh, can be impactful in a very different way. That's, I think that's what makes this virus, this COVID virus, so difficult and fearful is that we have very little control of it other than hibernate some island for a year. So, therefore, it pushes us up against the Red Sea, so to speak. You know, the sad irony is that when the people of God were pinned up against the Red Sea, 
they really have the same problem that Pharaoh did, and that is the fear of man. We can almost hear Pharaoh, the Pharaoh say, the Israelites have been our servants for over 400 years. I'm not about to be the one responsible for losing them. The livelihood depends on the Israelite slaves. His fear was not only about the economy, but how Egyptians would see him in this crisis. He had the fear of man also. So, uh, so the Israelites who have quickly forgotten the 10 plagues and that it was the Egyptians who, who were shaking in their boots have now forgotten God's promise. Our problem, uh, like the Israelites, is we tend to focus on that which worries us such that we, we lose sight of God. We fall into fear. We, we let it control us. And just like the 10 plagues and the Passover, God was showing himself to be trusted, to be feared, and to be glorified. The Israelites are pushed against the Red Sea out of the very specific instructions from Yahweh to Moses. So the Israelites have a choice of trusting God or they can fear man. Each time these events happen, God is building trust. It's also revealing in the people what they have been trusting in and their desire to go back to that source rather than God himself. Our forgetfulness is the very reason God instituted the Passover meal for the Israelites and later the Lord's Supper for us to remember and bolster really to help us with our faith. When we remember Christ, our Passover lamb, lamb, we are reminded of a second exodus. We are free from slavery of sin and been given life, now slaves of righteousness. Uh, you know, of no fault of anyone but myself, I, I came to Christ at age nine believing life would be painless and suffering free. Maybe you're that way, at least our functional belief. God will protect me of those things since I'm his. Uh, but that's, that's not a real clear picture of life, is it? Romans 5, Romans 8 both begin with such encouraging, life-giving statements of who we are in Christ, justified through faith, no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. But we read on and we see Paul saying suffering will happen. Of course it will. Paul suffered, the disciples suffered. We all suffer in some form, and suffering brings fear, doesn't it? But here's, here's a great statement. But suffering not filtered through God's promises will lead to fear of man rather than fear of God. Let me say that again. Suffering not filtered through God's promises will, be, will lead to fear of man rather than fear of God. I, I love the tombstone of the great saint in England that reads, He feared God so much he feared no man. Can you just imagine for a second what freedom that would bring to us if we truly lived like that? You know, fear can do one or two things. It can drive us to go back, back to Egypt, or go back to trusting in ourselves and man, or it can drive us to trust in God. We really are no different than the Israelites who each time in the coming weeks and years continue to want to go back to, to what was safe and familiar. Paul would call this flesh. That part of us that wants to control, it's a trust in ourselves or others. You know, with our Lord firmly fixed in our heart and mind, we're able to join the psalmist who in Psalm 56, 3 and 4 said, When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? Now, even what I fear can bring physical death as a child of God. I will always live. I will live here or I'll live with my Lord and Savior. And we can take some comfort in the fact that the Israelites, despite the ten plagues, including the Passover event, uh, within just days forgot to trust God. 
we're, we're no different, which is why we see God throughout his words saying, fear not, for I am is with you. You know, the flesh and its memories are really deeply embedded, which is why Paul reminds us that we, we have to be renewing our minds. The old false beliefs have to be put away and put truth on. I'm praying for myself and for you today that we can walk in the freedom of trusting our Lord and fearing him rather than man. Fearing man is just going back to Egypt. Hey, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Hope you tune in each day for our New Vision podcast devotion. Father, bless your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's word.